Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. Anyone said none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice and medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc. Why am I still doing this? Why do I feel the need to introduce the show? You just clicked play. You know what you're about to listen to. You know the name of the show. So let's just get started. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc podcast, where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of medicine and science into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. LennonSmith.com. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as consumptive coagulopathy and labor day. So I'll try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Yes. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Whoa. Who? Who? Where am mm-hmm. I? Who? Who? Who are you? What? Pro- okay. Professor Cameron. Is that what you called me? Is that who? No. Am I a professor? Is that who I am? Oh no. What's okay. going on? So no, this happens. Okay. Oh. Um, okay. So you're producer Cameron. Okay. You're producing this podcast right now. Okay. Okay. We need to back up a few steps. What's a podcast? I, who yeah, are so, you? What is going on? I, all I yeah. remember is being mm-hmm. seven years old and swinging on a swing set and then taking a jump off and then accidentally bumping my noggin while landing. And now I've woken up here. And you're sure that, that it was an accident, the bumping your noggin? You, you said you accidentally bumped it. You think someone did it on purpose? I, that, I feel like, is the least important aspect of this entire thing right now is whether just, or not it was intentional just you say you accidentally bumped your noggin as if there was a question as to whether it was an accident so i just want to make sure yeah that I, you're sure about that part yeah, i don't i clearly have amnesia i don't know this is so these okay. are way too detailed of questions to be asking someone who is clearly has amnesia who are you well so you already diagnosed yourself. Why? So, so I'm wearing this lab coat. Okay. It's it says I'm a doctor. Okay. So, so I'm a doctor. O- okay. I'm drlondonsmith.com. Oh. Did all come back to you just now? No. Okay. So. Well, honestly, this is, this might be a step up because usually. I feel like the years of learning that you've done since you were seven uh-huh. has only has, has really hurt the podcast a lot. So maybe now you think we'll just, the things that I or the the person who was formerly me brought to the table was mostly detrimental. Um, yeah, usually I mean, physically like, detrimental, not just like oh this affects the listenership, but oh this is damaging the property, this is damaging my house, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and like damaging our guests, the amount of, and again, not like an emotional I, damage or any sort of like philosophical way. No, no, it's way. very. It, we're talking missing limbs, missing chunks of of human yeah. flesh. Sure, marketing. Uh, see, this very is the, I don't remember substances any of this because of the amnesia. Children. But all of this sounds yeah. good. Like this is my instinct. Is like, oh yeah, that sounds good. And so I have to assume yeah. that would be the direction I went in the past. Yeah, so I'm just so, so now you can. I'm gonna just let you know that those things are not kind to do. So oh yeah yeah, and I'm guessing when you were seven years old, no one told you that. So now you know that those are unkind things. Those those instincts you have. So let's focus on the kind things okay. going forward. And honestly, I don't know that we need to cure this amnesia if if it helps us. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And this is this is helping? So far. So far, this is going so much okay. better than it ever goes. This is really what good. What is this? What is this thing on my body? This this It's like a cloth that's over me. Yeah, okay. Dr. So that's London. a shirt. So at seven years oh. old, you didn't know what a shirt was? <laughs> you didn't know what a shirt was when you were seven? Maybe not in those exact words. I don't know if I had ever like heard. It's one word. I was... Well... Yeah, but like in that context the, of what you were wearing. Yeah. Okay. I know of a shirt as a thing that is hanging on a hanger at a department store. So you've never worn that. a shirt. 
Okay. Okay. So I, you know, we'll, we'll have to just work with it. Um, like I said, though, I, I really think we're winning here. I think this is, this is the most potential the podcast has ever had because you've lost all the things that normally do direct harm to myself and others. Yeah. So let's, you know, let's go forward. So that's our producer, Cameron. Let's just roll with it. Yeah, this is fine with me. What is this? Okay, so that's, that's a microphone. The big, like the black ice yeah, cream. Yeah, don't eat it. Don't eat it. No, st- okay, don't, don't eat it. Okay, that's, that's a very big mouthful. Is that, is that supposed to taste, is that what tasting good tastes like? Because it didn't taste good, but if that's what tasting good tastes like, I guess maybe it does taste good, you know? Yeah, I haven't tasted microphone. So I'm not, I can't actually tell you. I'm, I'm not informed about that. Uh, oh, so I've actually learned more than you, even though I have the brain of a seven-year-old child, basically. Yeah, you say it, you say that you have a brain of a seven-year-old child and you say it in a very dismissive way, but that's all you have, right? That's, yeah. that's all of you. Yeah, I mean, you might be wondering, like, would someone who is seven describe themselves as <laughs> having <laughs> having the brain of a seven-year-old child and the answer is yeah they would because here, here they are right right in front of us yeah yeah okay um so so that's our producer cameron and uh also with us is did you the host Did you the host? This is the human experience. You think I'm joking? I'm serious. You have to get in your car. You have to go to your job. You have to turn on the air while you eternally sob. Gotta get your face dry. Never let them see you cry. Gotta walk a straight line. 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 Gotta walk a straight
as a man with the brain of a seven-year-old child. Which is how you're going to keep this. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's who I am. Okay. So I, I mean, what I guess, do you want to, so I'll say, is there a follow-up? What, what do you want to well, know? Well, no, the follow-up was, is it treatable or terminal? Is it, is it going to kill you or should I answer this? Should I field it? Yeah, I guess. Here, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to look at my body and see like, what's up? Is that what you're asking? <sighs> maybe I'm, maybe I was wrong. Do you want to, you can. Like, how do you want yeah. me to answer is you know hey is this terminal or not i don't you're the lab coat guy that's what you said yeah i did say i'm the lab coat guy i think napster is still around okay i'm an idiot i'm seven in my brain okay you know what maybe maybe that um syringe will be useful um don't touch it yet. No, not going to. You, I'm, I'm committing to what I agreed to at the beginning and not going to go against All right. it. Anyway, so to that listener, thank you for listening. Uh, and if you want to ask us any questions, you know, this listener feedback is, is wide open. You can tweet at us. We're at Jock Talk Podcast uh, or on Instagram, any of that stuff, social media. Um, What's a qu- a qu- a, a qu- question? Okay, so... Twitter didn't throw you. It's a question that's really that's really tough for you. Okay, so Huh? That's an example of a question. Both of those were. Uh they're, they're oh. a, a sentiment begging for a uh an answer, I guess. Oh, okay. <sighs> okay. Like a like a trivia clue. No, no, it'd be a trivia question. A, a clue would be I mean, helping you get to the answer to that question. Well, and this is difficult because in Jeopardy, the the answer yeah. is sort well, of the question. Well, it's put in the form of a question. You know what I mean? But once I feel like you knew the answer to this if, if you're referencing Jeopardy. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see in Jeopardy, the clue is a, it's no, a statement. I know. But at the same time, it is still the clue. I've I've seen the show. You're not you're not catching me on this one. It's I, I I'm well yeah. aware. It's just uh, and then the way they answer is in a question. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, and wait to that listener. Thank you for listening. Uh, now for today's medical topic: hiatal hernia. A hiatal hernia is a protrusion of the upper part of the stomach into the chest. So this is typically caused by obesity weakening the diaphragm. And that diaphragm is normally the, the part that will uh, help you with uh, your lungs, with breathing in. It's the muscle just below the lungs that can uh, contract it to go down and inflate the lungs and then, uh, you know, loosen up to, to help you exhale. So obesity can weaken that diaphragm. Clinically, patients can present uh, with heartburn, chest pain, and difficulty swallowing, also known as dysphagia. That's difficulty swallowing is dysphagia. And for hiatal hernia, the best initial treatment is weight loss and proton pump inhibitors. Uh, these are commonly referred to as PPIs. And if symptoms persist, uh, patients may need surgical correction, like a Nissen fundoplication. And then, and if it doesn't persist? Then they can just use that treatment option without going to surgery. So, so we said... So if it doesn't... Per- what, In other words, like your job is made irrelevant by just your body choosing to not persist in this one direction. Well, so if they don't, that's that makes me feel powerful. Honestly, like you're, you're weak. My body can beat you, Dr. London. So yeah, if, if you're cured just by weight loss and proton pump inhibitors, that's, that's a win win. We both win for that. Oh, I bet you. Oh, I bet you hate that. Oh man. You would hate that. Yeah. We found a cure for your disease. If I would have, yeah, if I would have had a disease beforehand, and now I can't, I don't have to go to you. Don't have to, don't have to give you all that green. Oh my gosh, you'd be so mad if that happened. I, I mean, I feel like I'd be pretty okay with it because, like, uh, you know, we we treated you for your disease and you got better. And you know, there are plenty of patients with health problems out there, so it's not like there's a struggle, especially the obesity epidemic. It's so so huge. Hiatal hernias are unfortunately fairly present you know uh-huh. ubiquitous in a sense 
Does yeah, I'm sure you would love to keep it that way to to keep your racket going. I get what you're saying. No, I I'm not faulting you, Doctor London. You've got a good scam going on here, right? People's bodies can just cure themselves, but you're convincing them that they need to see you and then put all this you know harmful stuff in their body. I, you know I what? get it. Yeah, I, I think it's a great system you've got going, but I just you're not going to get me, buddy. So I I should say a great way to avoid, if you want to call it a racket, the the racket that we're running, right? Then mm-hmm. a- avoid obesity. You know, do your exercise training. You know, work out and stay fit so that you don't get these medical problems. That's it. Hey, buddy, if you want to avoid a racket, get off the damn tennis court. Now, I don't I don't know what, what that means or how that relates sort of yeah relates this conversation in any capacity I mean in one capacity I've got the I've got the brain of a like a seven-year-old right yeah now. you mentioned that earlier yeah yeah well um if, if you're if you're done I know I, I don't know if you have more to contribute or less with the you know the seven-year-old in you uh, so. More to you, th- so you, so me talking is contributing something. Uh, like is that, is once that so much more than than in the past. Yes, this is the most insightful you've ever been. So please don't touch that syringe. Uh, but we can move on from there. No, I'm just gonna touch it to throw it away. I don't want it. Yeah. No, sure. Okay. All right, Cameron, uh, you said a, a while ago, before whatever happened happened, uh-huh. uh, that we have a guest today. So, What's a uh, g- uh, g- hello there. G- 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 guest. We, okay, we covered this earlier. This is not... Oh, did we? Um, hmm. Well, I have amnesia from that time, too. I'm starting to think that you might not have amnesia at all. Why? What would be my motive for faking this? That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I mean, to some extent, I don't know. Yeah, I can't, it's can't like even it's... imagine what the motive would be to do something like that. So we better move <sighs> on. I'm seven years old. I think Napster is still around. The Olsen twins are still young. Yeah, people are still young. That's another great specific reference. Yeah, and that's how I would describe it if I was coming from a 1997 brain. Is that these very famous children are still children. Great, yeah. Uh, Well, so, hello there. My name is Dr. LondonSmith.com, and this is our producer Cameron, who's currently at least seems to think or want us to think that he has the mind of a seven-year-old at the moment. Yes. Uh, hi, 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 fellas. Hi, good to see you. Good to see you there. Uh, uh, Cameron, was it, young man? Uh, yes, hello, sir. Should I call you Mr. something? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm a kid. My name is Dr. Martin Scounch. You can call me Dr. Scounch. You can call me Martin. Do not call me Doc Martin. I've heard it all. Okay. That's, and that's a note for Cameron. For me, that's a note for Cameron. I knew someone as experienced in the medical field as you, Doctor London, that you would not make that mistake. But I, I, I just happened to overhear that there's some sort of uh, time dilation mm-hmm. disease, amnesia going around. That uh, yeah, I wanted to make sure Cameron was aware of. Uh, yes, please. Yeah, I mean that was my first instinct was to go for. Doc Martin for sure. But as London pointed out earlier, my instincts seem to be extremely detrimental to the show. So I am trying to avoid them. Oh. So, but I do scounch. What is scounch? Where is that from? Where's your family from? Uh, It's from the West. Mm. The Western. uh, Yeah, figure it out from there, I suppose. You've got enough information. I'm not giving you my identity. No, I've actually driven West before. Uh, Not too far. And you, you. you see signs on the highway that say "scounch," and uh, you know that that's that's my that's my family name. That's my family's uh, country out there, out in the west. Okay, you know, United States. Oh wow! So United Kingdom, United Arab Emirates, any western area, you're gonna find a scounch mm. out there. 
Oh, wow. So West Poland to West Thailand, there's going to be a scounch around. West Berlin, you're going to find a whole pack of scounches. Western, you know, uh, Western East Coast, you're going to find scounches out there. Uh, It's it's just a... wow. So even just like, yeah, like the Western part of Manhattan still counts. That's amazing. Yeah, just like the left side of a north-south street. Yeah, if you're looking north, you're gonna find a scounch. The wet's the You'll, you're gonna find you're you're gonna find the word scounch. That's a, so your family must be like incredible, right? They must be very influential, very rich, fertile, very very. Uh, you know they fertile, would be. Yeah, they would be had they uh you know applied themselves in any sort of way. Uh, this the, the my I'm not cut from very uh you know charismatic stock. Very successful cloth. Oh, okay. uh, you know, I, I I am a doctor. I received my uh, medical degree. Uh, that's the most any scouch has ever, uh, you know, accomplished outside of uh, you know yeah. setting a memorable fire or you know downing a considerable amount of alcohol in one sitting. Well, uh, well let's go to that. And and that is how. That it well real quick. That is how a doctor would describe themselves as. I am a doctor. I did get my medical degree because almost every time that someone says I'm a doctor, they don't ever even mention that they got a degree. How am I supposed to know if this is a Dr Pepper situation or Mm. a Dr Dre situation? You know what I mean? Like I mentioning the degree really really helps me sort of understand the context a lot more I, yeah, I appreciate it's, that. M- mentioning specifically that it's medical also is something that's uh, incredibly crucial when uh, seeing a physician oh. if i if if there's an incident on an airplane and someone says is there a doctor around and someone said yeah i'm you know i'm a doctor of philosophy uh you know that patient's gonna die well if they know that well yeah i mean unless the well, if the patient was struggling already with ego death, I would actually would love to have a doctor of philosophy around. That would be that'd be very helpful. Yeah, maybe if someone was there to sort of explain the concept of nothingness and uh, the you know the uh, Jean Paul Sartre sort of being uh, without a body. Yeah, sure. But maybe a doctor of philosophy is the kind of person you want on that airplane. That is not the kind of doctor I am. Cameron, I'm I'm impressed. So what, hold on, Cameron. I'm of- impressed that you're keeping up here. <laughs> given oh i'm just a kid you're seven years old like you're at the age where you know you're just starting to get into team sports um developmentally i mean yeah yeah i'm on the red team that's for all all sports yeah seven's a great age that's a great time for a young man a lot of discovery oh, about one's own body at that age Oh, it's so great, and especially here in 1997, where you know I've got a Neopets account, but that's the only thing going on on the internet. It's it's pretty yeah. sweet. I, I'm sorry to I I wanted to just make sure we just remember you know as we discuss these sort of knowledgeable philo- philosophical talks that uh, Cameron as a seven year old is included, but it sounded like he was keeping up pretty well. Uh, would like to also say, who's this ancestor of yours? I'm, well, I'm sure we'll get back to your your medical thing, but this ancestor of yours who could drink a lot of alcohol, and they were famous for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a famous story in the Scounch household, uh, all the Western households, uh, wherever so you might all of find them. a Scounch. Yeah. All of them uh, hear the story of of the considerable amount of alcohol that was drunk. It was my great 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 uncle uh maurice scounch okay in uh it, it was uh, right around it was, it was 1775 okay. in boston massachusetts wow so oh wow the backdrop of the american revolution uh out out the but you know the american revolution is on the horizon and uh here's my great uncle uh just absolutely upside down in a barrel of uh, just the worst whiskey available at that time. Worst, um, worst in and, what you sense? Know, Flavor or uh, in in sort of consistency, okay. alcohol content, uh, viscosity. You know, is a thick 
watery whiskey that was, um, you know, considerably more alcoholic than the whiskey you and I might see today uh, on the liquor store shelves of 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 the 2021. And, you know, the, the, he thought the only way out of this barrel is to drink my way to the bottom. And a lot of people said, Maurice, you don't need to oh. do that. You can back up. You can pull your head out of that barrel. Uh, uh, there's a war going on. You know, we need every able-bodied man to fight the British. And he said, not on my watch. And, uh, you know, he drank the way, his way to the bottom of that barrel, and they buried him in it. Wow. Oh, Wow. And this is sort of, these are the stories of our founding fathers that get lost in time. And, and people think, oh, it, only George Washington was a hero. And it's like, okay, but what about Mari Scounch? You know, what, why is that name lost to history yet we, we, you know, just idolize these certain people? Well, and yeah, what a great thing, though, that you finally found a way to somehow top that, that or maybe not top that, but maybe just be the next great scrounge. You are a doctor. First, you know, your ancestors drank so much alcohol, at least on one occasion. Mm -hmm. And now you are a doctor. I am, yes. That's I, actually... I believe the other thing I mentioned was that one of my ancestors set a large fire. Unfortunately, that story has been lost to time. So really, it's Maurice with the barrel of whiskey and uh, uh, Martin, me, with uh, being a doctor. Yes. And everyone in between is just trash, right? You go to west, the western part of any city, Ugh. and just the, the negative aspect of that city is the scounches. Is that about right? Yeah, you know, there, there's a there's an expression that exists in some parts of the United States, which is, uh, you know, heading over to the scounch side of town, which just means going west. Um, oh, so okay. in, in that way, yeah, my name is sort of synonymous with, uh, you know, failures yeah. and uh, uh, do nothings, do not doers, don't doers, uh, you know, roust about lazy folks. That's kind of what my name has come to represent and it's one of those turns of phrases that is incredibly like way longer than the point that you're trying to convey which is go west that, yeah exactly i think if if you were giving someone directions and you said go to the scouch side of town and maybe if, the, if this is a uh a, you know someone unfamiliar with the phrase they would have to ask so many follow-up questions uh to which you would launch into the story of maurice yeah well, and, we all would uh, basically explain the context. Yeah, yeah. Easier yeah. to do now that I know the context, because I've used the phrase and been terrible at explaining it thus far. Because I, I once I didn't have the context. I only knew the medical side, not the, um, you know, not the trash human side. Uh, but it, you know, I feel like we got the tiniest bit distracted here with with the founding fathers' origin. Uh, would you mind telling us a little bit why you're here? Uh, yeah, exactly, Dr. London. Thanks for, for getting us back on track there. So I am a shark bite doctor specifically. Okay. Oh. I have a specialization in and around the area relating to bites of the shark. Okay. Um, I make my practice currently in uh, Sydney, Australia. Okay, yeah. I, I hear great things about Australia. You would. You would hear great things because the bad things like the shark bites and the epidemic of shark bite victims that we have been experiencing doesn't make the local news. I guess they have more important things to talk about like COVID-19 and everything else. But I've heard of those. There's an epidemic going on down here with shark bites. Wow, I've heard about the like sort of rat epidemic that's been going on for a few months in in Australia, but I, I was not familiar with this this shark epidemic. Is this so? Are, are they are related? Those two, or, or how how yeah how well? That's also a good question. Uh, it, you know, I can't speak on the relation between the uh, the rats and the sharks. I am myself not a rat bite doctor, oh, okay. though I have many colleagues oh. who specialize in that area. Uh, the, the oh, you, shark. You hang out with a lot of rat doctors. I I hang out with a lot of bite doctors. Mm. Any doctor who studies a specific type of bite, uh, you know we're 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 close. We're 
If they're in Australia, we'll get a drink. If they're located anywhere else in the world, we'll correspond by by email or letter. Uh, the bite world is it's it's a small world. You're bite buddies. We're bite buddies. Yes, thank you, Cameron. So I know for me, it's and it, it's a kind of a big deal to have you on the show. And I'm actually I'm seeing. So if Cameron had the mind of a seven year old, and we finally have a medical doctor on the show. I'm seeing once again, Cameron, that this is this is all a big win for us. You you being at this in this state. Yeah, this is great. I mean, I don't. You keep bringing that up like that is making some sort of larger point. I'm not sure what that point. Yeah. So, I love that my childhood wonder is helping the show. So, um, in any case, going back to so this bite doctor. So I know for any of the bite doctor fellowships, you know, surgery is going to be what, like uh, at least seven, 10 years, depending on how you specialize doing a fellowship in bite in, in animal bites. That was at least 10, 15 years of fellowship. Uh, and I'm just wondering how you, you know, what made you decide that to, uh, to approach this very complicated side of medicine where things, people get bit. Yeah, that, that's a long time to be in school. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, the, the, you know, I I want to help people who've been bit by sharks. I think it's a it's a traumatic experience, and I, I I come at it not from a point of of altruism, but from a perspective of revenge. Oh, let me give a little context. Oh, so yeah, at, do you have history with this? In 1991, I was legally dead for 17 minutes as the result of a shark bite. That's six years ago for Cameron. Yeah, that was so recent. I was one. So, exactly. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll circle back to that at some point. I I do have some theories on my diagnosis for your condition there, Cameron. But uh, I'll I'll give a bit of my backstory first. So, in 1991, uh, six years ago to you, I, I was bitten by a shark while I was surfing a wave down there in Sydney, Australia. And it, uh, it changed my life, mainly in the fact that it, uh, you know, took out a large portion of my body through mm. the, the biting process. And also it, it, it made me view sharks in a different way. Uh, a lot of people... What, what, what part of your body was, was affected? Like, what, where were you bit? Mid... Oh, mid to low. Oh, yeah, mid's no. one of the critical parts. So, I mean, how, how, yeah, how are you saved? I mean, how like are you still missing like a giant m- chunk of your middle part of your body? I I was saved. Uh, what I from what I believe was the grace of God. Mm. There was oh, a large wow. a large wave that knocked me off my surfboard and directly into the mouth of. Not one, but three great white sharks. And you, and that was... And in, and in that... I'm sorry, you said, by the grace of God, you were saved. It sounds like an act of God, sure, but in the other direction, initially at least. But, I, believe, I believe God works in mysterious ways. I believe he sent a wave to knock me into those sharks and then sent a bigger wave okay. with more sharks to, to uh, again, knock me around a bit. <laughs> Uh, get me a little bit, get the water a little bit bloody. Uh, and eventually there's so much blood in the water. Those sharks are getting distracted. They're going every which way. They're bumping each other in the nose. Uh, they're getting bored. They're getting full. Uh, and they're getting sleepy. So those sharks fell asleep right at that moment. Full of your flesh. I was able to. The sharks are getting full. Full of my flesh. Okay. I had just eaten a large amount of turkey. By the grace of God. Uh, by yeah. the grace of God, I had just eaten a large amount of tr- of turkey. This was Thanksgiving, a d- holiday they don't celebrate in Australia. But I I took it upon myself to uh you know it, it, I am from America West, and mm-hmm. I decided to celebrate Thanksgiving independently. And I, I well yeah I, you want to you want to bring your traditions with you of course I I totally yeah understand. seven years old yeah it's my it's but my I, duty so- as an American. But how are you now? Like, is your? I guess I just can't really see your body. You're sort of sitting at a weird angle. Are you still? Are you still like mangled up because of these shark bites? I guess is what I'm asking. 
I don't think it's a weird angle. If, if I were to, I think that's. If I were to stand upright, you you would see a large sort of jagged, we'll call it a C shape, a crescent. Yeah, I, in my mid to low. I think that what what's confusing Cameron here is that he's not sitting weird. That's that's him sitting perfectly normally, and that's just a a, a giant C shape. Oh, okay. And then it just it just sort of curves yeah. in because of the bite. Okay. Yeah, I'm not doing a now. sort of uh, pirouette ballet bend. That's just the part of my body that is it is uh, split amongst dozens of sharks. Yeah, by the thirty years ago, by the grace of God. Years. By the grace of God. <laughs> so. So, so I mean, if I could just recap that just a little bit. So, you were out surfing. You had just eaten a whole lot of turkey. And then a giant wave, by the grace of God, a giant wave knocked you off. And then just into apparently just shark, heavily infested waters. And they just kept eating at you and eating at you. And thankfully, they ate so much of you that there was blood everywhere. So much that it confused them as they were chomping and uh well i I think i believe there was also a second wave with more sharks that added to the by the grace of god right it was was sort of a i i I hope this isn't crass because it sounds like a very traumatic situation for you it was sort of a shark nato that was forming in in all of the chaos is that is that maybe the scientific term I, 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 this was, this was a, a classic sort of Sharknado situation. Mm, yeah. Yeah. A perfect reference for a seven-year-old to make. <laughs> the, the, the Sharknado films uh, are a great sort of demonstration if you were curious what this looked like. Okay. It, it was, it's sort of like, you ever been to a restaurant that's really busy? Yes. And you don't know where the, the counter is to order? Yes. It was sort of like that, except the, the well, patrons no. were sharks. And I was the sh- I was the food and the restaurant. Okay, well, Cameron, you you follow the the original thing. You don't follow the metaphor, but you follow him being eaten by, eaten by a lot of sharks. No, no, no. I, I, I what I was saying no to. I I understand a really busy restaurant. I don't think I've ever been in a restaurant that's so busy that I don't know where the counter is. I I feel like almost every restaurant is built to just sort of like lead you directly to the counter. It's not it's a like perfect metaphor. Gulp. It's maybe it's maybe it's not a perfect metaphor. Have you ever been to a subway station uh, that's so busy that you don't know where the train is? I I've have you really ever been on a bus through. and you've been so bu- it's been so busy that you don't know how to get out and you ride that bus all all day, damn day long. Oh, now that I have a ton of experience in. Yes, you do. Okay, so that's- so imagine that bus is a human body. And the the people looking to get off the bus are look are sharks looking to eat a man, and then yeah. we're sort of closer to to the sort of it's not a perfect. So metaphor. well, I, what I'm thinking I is the, so the original the chaos, version of the story oh. didn't need a metaphor to explain it. Like I think we got it, especially whenever I re-explained it. Like unless I did a bad job of that. No, we went over it pretty clearly twice, Doctor London. I think I, a you few know, metaphors. maybe better unnecessary metaphor. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing. I'm very into metaphors, but I'm not good at them. No, no, you're so good. But maybe let we'll, we'll move on still to the. And so, were you? Did you're in this situation, right? You're in this just chaotic cloud of sharks and blood and falling asleep and turkey scraps and all that stuff. So do you re- do you recognize your moment and then swim away, or were you also, by the grace of God, flung out away from the sharks? I, I believe it was. Like that how did you escape this situation? Yeah, I suppose we didn't even get to that part yet. The uh, the grace of God. Two. Okay, so uh, grace of God counter. There's two. First wave, grace of God knocked me into those sharks' mouths. Third, uh, second wave, grace of God mm. knocked more sharks around. Third wave. Well, there were, you also ate turkey by the grace of God. So. By the grace of God. So okay, so we're up to like three or four graces of God at this point. Yeah, yeah. Good to keep count. Well, let's make it a, per, a let's make it a perfect five. The fifth grace of God. A very, very big wave mm-hmm. should come, pick me up, carry me into the clouds for a moment. Uh, I I meet. 
you know, I meet God face to face. What I felt at that moment was, God, I meet face to face. And he tells me, Martin, we're not done with you. And then that wave carries me back to shore and places me uh, softly on the sand. For a moment, I thought that the voice, we're not done with you. I thought that was the voice of the sharks saying, like, we're still hungry for you. But that's not the case. It it really could have been. You know, I've never thought about it, but it's very possible that at that moment, the shark said, uh, you know, I'm ready for seconds. I had my little nap. I had my I had my turkey time, and uh, I'm ready for more. So, uh, you know, th- th- thinking back on it 30 years later, that's actually extremely likely. So it's either God or a shark. One of them talked to you. I, you know, it yeah. could go either and way. That- that's, Those yeah. are the words that are emblazoned above my my practice. Actually, it's either God or a shark. The, wait, oh, those words? Wow. That wait, is the words hardcore. that either God or the shark said, or the words either God or a shark. Well, yeah, it's 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 emblazoned above the door in a in a, in a beautiful wood carving. It's either God or the shark. Which, okay, you know your two reasons for visiting my clinic: <laughs> a shark bite or the by the grace of God. of God. Okay. Well, great. I, yeah, I was just thinking this. You said that you were dead for what sixteen, seventeen minutes or something. I thought that it was during that time that you spoke to God, but you seemed to just sort of give up on that immediately, and then we're like, "Oh yeah, it was almost certainly the shark saying it." Now, bearing in mind that, yeah, I believe I was alive to hear the shark, uh, and then at that moment I was lifted to this to the sand, okay. uh, where I promptly died briefly for seventeen yeah. minutes. Promptly briefly, uh, I'm told. Mm-hmm by the you know by the the beach patrolman and uh who resuscitated me uh he explained you know there's been an accident there's been three and then uh dozens of sharks there's a sea missing from you from your mid to low mm-hmm. um and you know we're going to get you to the hospital right away and uh you know that all happened on the beach hospital stay outpatient in and out by that evening what I one thing I oh wow is that quick? one thing That's sorry awesome. just for our listeners who um, you know sometimes th- that complicated jargon of mid to low missing C uh, so just just so our listeners aren't going to lose track so that you know that's mid to low that'd be sort of the the abdomen the the chest the thoracic area and uh, missing C that's just a, a part of the body missing uh, just just to clarify so that we don't lose anyone in the terminology here yeah absolutely thanks for catching everybody up there dr london yeah missing c easy to understand take a big c put it on a person and then take that part that the c is covering take that out of their body that's gone now uh and mid to low you know that's a little more up to interpretation uh what would be the top of my uh thigh okay top of my upper thigh you may call it uh, my butt is, uh, you know. Okay, so there's a seat. I, I was actually incorrect in my in my assessment then. Mid to low, I guess. Maybe the C I was picturing was much bigger. But I'm looking at you now, and you are right. Clearly, just clinically in right, my mind, yes, I, was, I, I was I was going with a more vague description. Yeah, to protect my privacy, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. In case they, I'd say you're one of your listeners, uh, a man with a missing C on, on the street, he wouldn't immediately assume it was me. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. one thing that our podcast I think is really good about, and we pride ourselves on, is we don't violate HIPAA. We're very uh, particular about patient privacy and making sure that everyone, everyone who's a guest who comes on with medical problems, they're protected. So, in your case, of course, it's the the mid to low C. Uh, yeah, you know, don't want to be too specific. Yeah. Educate, well, not too specific. Yeah, that's why I say mid, mid to low. Yeah, uh, use your best judgment. You know, it's mm-hmm. it. Maybe, maybe Cameron could draw a little colored pencil drawing of what he thinks that looks like when he has you know a free time at school next. Uh, it's it's just something that uh, yeah, that, that's what's going on with me and uh, and I appreciate that. Ooh, I, I appreciate. I, I your wish candor. I had free time at school, but sports. Yeah. The stuff they got us doing these days, God. Well, uh, it's fucking well, insane. You no, know, Cameron, do you want to do you want to tell us what some of the stuff that's going on in school that's keeping me so busy? Oh, colors, colors are a big one. At seven years old, okay. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, this is normal, what, second grade stuff? Learning colors, doing yeah, colors. Yeah. I just, it's been a while for me. What What is colors to you? Oh, I would say just all of the above. Primary colors, uh, non-primary okay. colors. You know, uh, you know, like like black or white or one of them. White is all the colors, and then black is none, none of the colors or some shit. So what's, one thing that's, you know, the, the timing of this is kind of difficult. So we used to market this podcast primarily to you know that the age that cameron believes he is but we have switched to marketing heavily to geriatric patients so or to, to geriatric listeners yes. so yeah the difficult part here is that we really this really would have been helpful a while ago but now we it's it's really just a mismatch it doesn't really work um but you know please don't touch that syringe i guess is still what i would say I'm not going to touch it. You keep saying it. I'm not going to touch it. I think you're trying to do reverse psychology on me. If you keep saying it, then I'm going to be sneaky and take it. I don't I don't want to inject myself. With no, anything. I'm glad. And that's an instinct. I'm sorry. It's not the government's place to choose if I inject myself. Yeah, and something. that's... Once again, that's a very new instinct for you is to be against injecting yourself with something. So I'm... This is good. This is an improvement from your usual... Uh, I just want to know, I mean, okay, so there's this shark. So that was sort of the origin story of how you became a doctor. There's this shark, shark bite epidemic going on right now in Australia. What do you think is the solution to that? Or do you not want a solution because they're sort of bringing you patients? Uh, you know, I, I don't see it that way, Cameron. I don't see the, you know, more people through my door. That means the sharks are winning. And I have a big problem with that. You know, I want to see, I, I, I don't advocate for the, uh, you know, eradication of sharks. I want to make that very clear. They have their territory. We have ours. I th- that's why I'm launching a campaign to remove all boats from stores. If we can't get out there, they can't hurt us. Okay. You know? Do, do they? Oh, yeah. Because we're sort of going in their domain. Is it the boats? We're, we're knocking on their oh, okay. door and essentially asking to have our abdomens you know, uh, remove seed in out. a large sort of comical yeah. bite seed yeah. out mid to low. So I think if we, if we, if we, you know, I'm launching also a similar social media campaign to just eliminate any sort of interest in water or water activities or marine biology careers. There's stuff like hashtag water. Okay. Hardly know her. Okay. Uh, and other really funny things like That's that. That's a really good one. Yeah. Just sort of classic. People read that hashtag and know exactly what you're trying to convey. Yeah, yeah there's no tweet attached to it. Just a hashtag. I'm going to write that down, actually. That's really good. Water hardly know her. So, I mean, does it, is this just ocean activities? Or are you discouraging even, like, swimming in the pool, the ALS ice bucket challenge? Or is it all is it all water-related stuff? You know, we're starting with oceans, but I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to give any, any slack to a lake or a river, or a brook, or a creek, or a stream, or a, a sound, or a gulf, or a, a tidal basin, or a pool. What about a quarry? A quarry that's full of water. Uh, the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Um, Which is kind of a dated event. water. That, the Ice Bucket Challenge. Yeah. I'm and impressed, Cameron. And not even from... 1997, if I remember it correctly. No, it's uh, within the last, what, at least the last decade, like a few years ago. Uh, Cameron, did you? Oh yeah, but I mean, it just you know, there's it's you can sort of look at the trends that are going on and sort of just guess what's going to be going on in the future. You know See, what I mean? You thought there's a lot of ALS so, going on in 1997. The ice bucket challenge noticing. related yeah, to like, ALS <laughs> in 97. In '97, yeah, sure. I assumed that you know, in like you assumed currently there would be yeah. maybe a social. Sorry. A, yeah, I assumed there would be a social campaign going on where people are, you know, celebrities are dumping ice on themselves to raise awareness for ALS, and it was around the time that Robin Williams died. I assumed that as well. Wow. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Like I like I said from the start of this episode, like I really think that Cameron's bring his a game with the seven-year-old persona like i this this works uh he's a lot more insightful than the uh 
the sort of the usual Cameron was. So, man, you keep saying that it just makes me wonder what where the hell did I go wrong? I just you know maybe it was eight years old. I, anyway, so uh, maybe right around nineteen ninety eight things got pretty bad. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, so so your plan is to get rid of boats and get rid of any interest in water related activities. And I guess from my perspective, if you study it enough, then you can learn how to avoid accidents, right? So seems like it'd be detrimental to be cutting those out. Yeah, and then education is our third sort of uh, task there, to educate folks about the dangers of sharks. Uh, but we're really not putting too many resources into that. We're really focusing on getting rid of those boats and tweeting those hashtags. Uh, you know, we could spend all our time, you know, saying, oh, don't go, you know, don't do certain things that attract sharks or here's where the sharks are. Or here's the, you know, we, we could do or that. Or stay on the we're boat. We're really working on stay on the boat, um, you know, get, get, uh, you don't cover yourself in seal blood before taking a dip in the ocean, you know, stuff that people may not know. Yeah. Things uh, that aren't common sense. We're, yeah, but yeah, that just doesn't interest you as much as just trying to get rid of the component altogether. I, I, I'm sorry, but this sounds like maybe more of an anti-water, anti-boat agenda than it is truly anti-shark. Like you said, it's revenge to get, like you're trying to get revenge on these sharks, but I, it doesn't even sound like you're getting revenge on them. It sounds like you're you're allowing them to live peacefully. It does sort of sound like that, isn't it? Well, let me tell you this. If if there's no boat for the for the people to go and bother the sharks, what are the sharks going to do for fun? What's the point of living, you know? Oh, starve them out. Oh, you're trying wow. to get them their food source of food yeah. and their source of entertainment and income. So you're trying to get get at them psychologically. That's where you want to hit them hardest. Yeah. Well, I think you're you're glossing over the income aspect of this, Doctor London. This is the you're saying people's body parts are the income that sharks use. You think a shark doesn't benefit financially from a shark attack? Let me tell you something. I've never buddy. thought you're, about it. You're wrong. A shark has okay? never talked to me. Yeah. Whoa, I'm wrong just for never thinking about it. I didn't. I didn't you're say wrong. yes. You I said I never thought about it? about it, and that's you, wrong. No, it's wrong. It's incorrect. The the sharks, uh, there's a paper trail. You can if you look hard enough. There's a paper trail. Yeah, I guess. And where does it lead? Right back, all the way to the top, baby. Oh God, the prime minister of Australia. Exactly. Uh, you know, what? and that at that point we are getting too political, and we're trying to be an apolitical podcast here. So I'm I just so sorry. Maybe we can just transition from here into the chores. Maybe. <laughs> we do sort of have to do chores well okay let, let's do the chores just real quick get it out of and the then, way yeah and then uh maybe i don't know we can just like maybe hunt some sharks well that's maybe what, off that's mic. what we're gonna do with this off mic we can right? discuss what endangered creatures we're gonna uh, yeah uh so but let's let's go ahead and focus on the chores first Okay, yeah. Do you want me to... I mean, I don't even know what you're talking about or what Honestly, this is. Honestly, just improvise it. piece of paper right here. Yeah, I, just, can, I can read that and, and sort of explain what the tour wheel is. Do you want me to do that? Yeah, yeah. If you could just, you know, maybe tap into a little bit of what you think you'll be like next year and and then use that okay. to, to, to remember everything and read that off. Okay, so here's the thing. Dr. Lynn and I have been very, very busy, and we have unfortunately let our list of chores, our to-do list, get so large that it's larger than a shark that's trying to bite a sea into your body. You know what I mean? And so we made this I know exactly chore. what you mean. From exactly. that, I know exactly what you mean. The metaphors really are useful. I need to start using them more like you do because it, it really helps. I love metaphors. At least we made one. this wheel of chores. Every single one of our chores is on this wheel, and every single week we spin it, and whatever it lands on, we have to do it. So, I mean, Dr. London, I don't care if it's you got to clean your gun, you got to fill the gun up, you got to feed your gun. Dr. London, we have to do it no matter what. Well, I can't fill it up all the way. Not until next. If that's what the chore is, you got to do it. I get. I get. Now, Doctor Scounch. I can get a drip. Going. As our guest. Oh, sorry. 
No, I, I can get a drip what going on the gun, but I can't just I, like it's going to be a slow process. I but but no, go go on. I'm just saying if it, if it says just have a small amount that you got to fill it up on the chore wheel, I don't know what it says. I'm not looking at it actively. But Doctor Scounge, you're our guest. Would you like to give this wheel a big old spin? Uh, yeah, I'd be happy to spin that chore wheel for you there. Let me just uh, yeah, just uh, go ahead and climb up there. there. Just you can just uh, climbing up. Wow, it's like your the side of you fits almost into it. That was yeah. You can read the chore wheel right through my C there. Should I'll stand right by the little ticker. You can just kind of see right through there. Oh, that's I can a little, see. That's not a metaphor. That's a pun. Yes. Wow. Okay. And oh no, it oh. landed on. Not this chore. I don't want uh, to do this. Dr. Yeah. London, do you want to read it off? Yeah, especially with this guest. I feel like that might not... Whatever. Uh, yeah, so this is the mayor. I mean, what are the chances it would land on this yeah. one? You know what I mean? Well, the, this episode. The mayor gosh. wants us to focus a little bit more on sort of some public health awareness issues. Uh, and lately, um, the the mayor actually imported a part of the ocean to the town and so we've been dealing with a lot more water related issues and one of those issues happens to be sharks and and this is from the mayor okay so this is just you know his words he was saying uh people think sharks are not good they think that sharks are bad and so we need to write a children's book it's primarily children who think this adults think sharks are fine they love sharks can't get enough of them shark week favorite week uh, but for the children, the children have been afraid and have been sort of demonizing the sharks. And so we are tasked with writing a children's book that's maybe uh, educating them a little bit about how great sharks are and will be. So it's it's shark propaganda. We're pushing shark propaganda. Um, but I mean, Dr. London, now I feel like we've learned a lot about sharks in this episode that maybe they're not as cool as we initially thought. I feel like maybe we should pivot, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe we can mix it up, like do a hybrid of, of the ideas. Maybe we can talk, we can talk about sharks, but let's take some of the elements that we learned Mm -hmm. from Dr. Scounch here and sort of, I mean, Dr. Scounch, you can help us out, help us write this book real quick. Just going to be a quick, like seven page book picture book on the importance of sharks but i mean let's you know let's start off with the obvious don't surf around sharks okay and that's for don't surf around sharks that's a that's a great idea there cameron Th- and and i feel like yeah you can add a very nice sort of child child's innocent perspective to this book uh i can provide the shark uh, uh facts and data and I, I think we can do and something kids really, love really that. magical. Kids here. love facts and data. They love graphs. They love, they love data. Just yeah. yeah, they love a compilation. If you can, I don't know if you can get a sort of an Excel spreadsheet in there, but they love that stuff. Oh, kids love Excel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you, you would know, being a seven-year-old. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love Excel. Yeah. Formulas. Besides colors, the you're working on a lot of Excel spreadsheets at school. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, doing a lot of spreadsheets, and uh, also I love my C++ class. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So so that's the first page, and I guess in the background, uh, we'll have like a surfboard, and then, or even better, let's just have part of a surfboard floating. So it really sends a message home. Okay, it's there's a, there's it's been chopped. It's been seed. Surfboard floating. There's a chunk taken out of it. There's sort chunk, of yeah. a reddish color around yeah. it. And that's the first page. And then maybe it says maybe it says something like Little Billy didn't listen to this book. Little Billy went and surfed. Yeah. Wait. Sorry. So so first page will be blank with the don't go surfing with sharks, and then the second page will be this. Okay. Just, I'm just trying to. I think we could even even amend that sort of with sharks uh, on there and just put it. Don't go surfing the water. It's not all it's cracked up to be. You don't need to. You don't need to head in there. Okay. Just, uh, check out a check out a library where this book is. Get a little self referential. Yes, so that's prom- self promoting. Oh, okay. Yeah, m- maybe just going anti water entirely, which I know is sort of your agenda. That we can. Yeah, I feel like this would be even a lot better because we can even talk about how there's nothing interesting down there. Okay. Like we can say co- coral reefs are coral queefs. Like they're stupid. 
Kids will love that. Okay, and that's the next Kids page. Kids will love okay. that. Okay. And then I would say for the page after that, we'll have a glass of water and say, you know, this this kind is okay because I want them to stay healthy. Okay. This kind is okay. This kind is the okay. The ones that look like this are good. Yeah. And then we turn the page and maybe it's uh, sort of a giant aquarium version. It looks kind of similar, but it's rectangular. And we'll say don't. And it says like, this is this is a little, you're creeping up on dangerous territory. Like it's yeah. maybe a little more cagey about going to an aquarium. You know, there could be an accident. You fall into a tank. You well, get interested I- in marine biology, you know. It is important to me, even though this book is going to be anti-ocean, anti-water, it should be very pro-sea world and aquariums. I feel like that Absolutely. should be it should be like sort of the basis of it, I think. So, I mean, you know, let's not demonize aquariums and, and sort of theme parks around well, ocean entirely. Do you want it to be... Because we still want to keep that around. Do you want it to be an empty aquarium and that's the enemy? Like it has to be filled with aquatic life in order for it to be good? You're saying, are you saying an aquarium tank just without water, yes. but just all the fish in there? No, no, okay. no. Oh. <laughs> or an aquarium tank with just, just water and no fish. I was saying There's that. There's an part. inherent interest in that, I suppose. Yeah, well, I because I'm thinking the fir- the page beforehand, it's just a glass of water. The next page is an, an empty aquarium. Sorry, an aquarium with water and no fish in it. And then it's like, it's sort of like oh, getting warmer. So it's, like a, it's like a, this is a big cup, basically. Yeah, and the big cup is iffy territory. And we can just say iffy territory here. That, that'll yeah. be the text. And then the next page, um, we, we could also okay. Is the next page is the tank, the tank with, with the, no water with no and water. it's just fish flopping around? It says this is more like it. It yeah. said this is okay, and then we combine <laughs> on the last page, aquarium full of water, full of animals. We say no, 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 and no, full of surfboards. This, this is a no as well, and full of surfboards and dead guys and dead people and stuff. Yeah, churning uh, saying, a sharknado. You know, okay. A Sharknado would say, this is, at, yeah, definitely not. Okay. What if, though, just to clarify things, the next page had pictures of non-aquatic animals in the in the tank and saying, this is fine. Like lions. It, it says, this is iffy, this is iffy also. This is, uh, you know. I'm, I'm oh, tricky. okay, that's still an iffy category. Just to have, yeah, like a lion, bear, dogs, cats, just stuff like that falls into the... Yeah, it's it's important in our cautionary tale to never to uh, never give clear answers and be very cagey yeah. about our safety Rhinos. recommendations and say this is iffy, this one's this is dangerous. Uh, you know, use your best judgment and then giving a firm hard yes to a glass of water and a hard no to a an aquarium full yeah. of sea creatures. Yeah, because there, I don't think there's you know the right answer to any of these except for the glass of water. Probably the rest. There's some room for debate somewhere in there, you know. So as long as we have yeah, the- you can find flaws in the rest of them if you look hard enough. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's good. And then the end on a blank page, or do you want to say like the end? Do fi- what? You don't think Finn would be kind of funny? Uh, the- <laughs> you're right. Finn would be good, but then underneath dot dot dot, or is it? Oh, leaves it open for a sequel. Yeah. Everything's about sequels these days. Yeah. Okay. These days meaning, yeah, 1997. Uh, oh, gosh. In 1997, Batman and Robin oh, was around that time. I mean, around this time. Get ready time. for a, a film called The Matrix pretty soon, and then a couple of disappointing sequels to that. So you've got that to look forward to, Cameron. Wow. I mean, who's in that? Surely not... Uh, uh, an, an actor not known for action sequences, right? That's right. Legendary actor not known for action sequences, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh. Wow. That's my favorite actor as a seven-year-old. I don't know why I was so impressed with that, given that I, I'm i well aware of the movie. Anyway, uh, so I guess we're about finished here. I think I think we've learned quite a bit here from... Uh, you miss, Do- miss Dr. Scrounge. Uh, you know, I feel like we've covered a lot of territory here. We learned a little bit about the dangers of being bitten by a shark, uh, you know, by the grace of God. And uh, I feel like we've learned a lot of Cameron's perspective as a seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. And how... how One, that- the dangers of open water, Dr. London, and closed water, just all forms of it. Yeah, except for in a cup. Just c- yeah, cups, cups of water are nice. Uh, all right. Well, um, 
Uh, Dr. Scounch, do you have any, um, any way for the listeners to keep up with you, keep up with your work, anything like that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I, I mentioned that we're doing the social media campaign and you can, uh, you can find that kind of stuff on Twitter. Uh, you can find accounts, uh, stuff like, uh, you know, comedians like, uh, my, my good friend, uh, sort of Andy Peterson. He's there at Tweeterson underscore on Twitter. Uh, you can find him tweeting stuff like hashtag water, hardly know her, uh, and other really, really funny tweets, uh, like that. Even more. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, well, thank you, uh, to Dr. Martin Scouch for being on tonight, uh, today. And, and b- b- before we, we wrap oh. up here, Dr. London, just, you know, I'm glad that my amnesia had really helped with the show and everything, but you know, I just wanted to clear up. I've got amnesia, so I'm basically like a different guy. So like, I'm not even like the producer Cameron or whatever you're talking about. So like, it's not even like, like, let's say that guy painted some offensive words or whatever on your car. Like, let's say that hypothetically, you, it's not like you could hold that against me. I'm seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if that'd hold up in court necessarily, but, uh, great to, um, yeah, that's that's a crazy hypothetical. Uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah, uh, I'm just yeah. I've got amnesia. It, it, such a thing would never. I I don't even know dirty words. Okay, um, but you've. I will say you you said a few of them in this in this recording. I think, but um, anyway, you know maybe maybe I heard wrong or something. Anyway, um, thank you to Dr. Mountain Scouch for being on. Uh, thank you to our producer, Cameron, uh, and don't touch that syringe. And thank you to did you the hose? Did you the hose? We're really focusing on getting rid of those boats and tweeting those hashtags. Hashtag heading over to the scounge side of town. Which just means going west. Um, so in, in that way, yeah, my name is sort of synonymous with, uh, you know, failures and uh, uh, do-nothings, do, not-doers, don't-doers. Uh, you know, I'm really focusing on getting rid of those boats and tweeting those hashtags. Hashtag heading over to the scounge side of town. Hashtag water? Hardly know her. My name is Dr. Lennon Smith.com, and this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. <laughs>